All right, everybody, welcome back to the fifth episode of the Triple D's podcast. I'm Devin. I'm here with David once again. Today, we're going to be discussing some of the recent games, recent hot topics that have gone on in the NBA so far. Um, There's been a lot going on. You know, the playoffs are coming up soon. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, There's a tight playoff race in the Western Conference. You know, who we think is going to come out the East. What, you know, we think some teams are pretenders or contenders, you know. We'll just give our takes on some of those stuff. Today's episode, um, David, you got anything to say? No, let's get started. All right, let's get it. So, I'm just gonna low-key freestyle this. So, I'm just gonna start with some teams. Do you want to start Eastern or Western Conference? Uh, let's start Western. Okay, let's start with the West. So, first team I want to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about. They're most likely they should be locked into the one seed, the Nuggets. Um, obviously they haven't clinched the one seed yet, but they, they, is, they should be fine to, uh, hold that one seed come playoff time. Um, they've been playing pretty good recently. I mean, they've been playing after their long losing streak. I mean, they did lose to the Pelicans last night as we were recording, but they beat the Bucks in a huge game and then they beat the 76ers as well. Although that was without Embiid and Harden. Um, I just want to uh, hear your takes on the team, like so far, like how you think they've been playing so far. Any guys you've been impressed with? Just anything you got on the Nuggets? Yeah, so obviously I was very high on them after they finally, you know, had some like good wins against uh, the Bucks and the Sixers. But as of the uh, recording, this they're gonna play the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Phoenix Suns are fully healthy tonight. Uh, for the most part. Um, so I don't think um, Michael Porter Jr., KCP, Jamal, Jokic, and um, missing one more starter. Yeah, someone else. Yeah, somebody else. But um, Aaron Gordon is going to be the only starter who's going to be playing tonight. Uh, so we're probably going to get blown out. But it did kind of suck, you know. Even though Jokic didn't play against the Pelicans, I still think that the Nuggets are too talented of a team to lose as bad as they did because while the, yes they did show some fight in the fourth quarter um jamal has to be that guy aaron has to be better uh mpj was like at 1.4 for 14 it just in terms of field goals so you know they really got to tighten up especially against a uh pelicans team who was like 38 and 38 yeah, so yeah so the nuggets just got to be better in that um, I am a little worried for their number one spot because if they lose tonight, they'll be like fifty-one and twenty-eight, something like well, that. Right now, the but Grizzlies are three be games like... behind them, and the Grizzlies are playing the Clippers right now. So if the Grizzlies win, yeah. the Nuggets lose, then it'll just be two games. Yeah, so like the Grizzlies still can come up on them, mm-hmm. but if the Nuggets don't tighten up, they'll probably barely edge it out. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I think that Pelicans game, yeah, it sucked. I mean, especially since they were at home. Even without Jokic, I think they should be able to beat a mediocre Pelicans team. But their defense wasn't that all that good. Nobody really stepped up. But um, I really loved their win against the Bucks on uh, last Saturday. That was a really good win. They won by 20. Uh, everyone was healthy. Giannis played. Drew Holiday played. Chris Middleton played. Jokic played. Everyone played. And the Nuggets just played so good in the second half. It was like a tie game at halftime. They came in the third quarter, uh, beginning of the fourth, and they just ran away with it. Um, Giannis still had a good game, but they really did a good job on defense. Jokic, I'm pretty sure, had another triple-double. Jamal played really good in that game. So I like that. Um, I was really bummed when Joel Embiid didn't play uh, on Monday. 
that that man is dodging bro like that was unbelievable like you got to play in that game man like yeah uh Jokic came to your Jokic came to your home court he played he lost he played worse yeah i get it but now you got to as i heard Kendrick Perkins say and i actually agreed one for the one time with Kendrick Perkins he's he said he's he's dodging the smoke now you, you got to come to his house and you got to show you can do it there too these teams only play two times a year so you only get one chance, one in Philly and one in Denver to show. He he doesn't want to come to Denver, and he could have easily played for sure. He could have rested the game before on a back-to-back and then played in this game because he then played against, I believe, the Suns or so, something like that. They Then he played against them like two nights after. So I didn't like that at all. Uh, but that win didn't really impress me for the Nuggets. I mean, they like almost choked against really depleted 76ers team. But um. Nuggets have a really interesting schedule coming up. So I'm going to give you the rest of their schedule, and I want to tell you, I want you to tell me what you think their record's going to be for these last six games. So tonight they play against the Suns in Phoenix. Uh, Sunday, April 2nd, they play against uh, Golden State at home. Uh, they play against the Rockets in Houston. Phoenix again in Phoenix. Uh, they play against Utah in Utah. And then their last game of the season is against Sacramento at home. So that's six games. What do you think their record will be, and what do you think they'll need to be in order to secure the one seed? Um, yeah, so obviously starting tonight with the Suns, and I think they'll lose this game. Then their next game will be April second. They got um, they'll have two days of rest. I think that'll be a win, even though the Warriors are somewhat healthy. They're just missing Wiggins, and it's are great at home. Uh, Rockets, that's an easy W at Houston. Uh, they'll be back in Phoenix on the 6th, so I'm guessing Jokic and really the whole starting Hopefully lineup will be healthy by then. Yeah, so I think, man, I'm going to say win because a little bit biased, but I think, you know, they're probably going to get embarrassed tonight, so they're definitely going to want to get their get back. And then against the Jazz, that's another win. And then against the Kings... I'm going to say that's going to be a loss, even though I hate to say it, but I think Kingler is really going to want to finish out the regular season strong. And, uh, yeah, I think they're really going to just want to um, upset the Nuggets on their home court on the last game of the season. So, so yeah, what do you think the record's going to be the last six games? Four and two? So, yeah, and so the next six games, I think they'll be... They'll be four and two. I'd say that. Which, That's which their best. Which game do you think they lose? Phoenix tonight in Sacramento? Yeah. yeah. So I think I think the magic number for them is three wins. I think they need to go three and three to secure the one seed, and I have confidence in them to do that. Um, I also agree. I think they'll lose to Phoenix tonight as they'll be missing pretty much everyone. Um, Golden State, as much as I really want Golden State to win that game, as that's probably the hardest game of their season. Uh, for the rest of the year, and that would be a huge win for them on the road against the best team of the West. I don't think they're the favorites to come out of that one, so I will take the Nuggets in that one. Although I would love to see the Warriors bring that one, bring that one home. Um, I, they'll definitely beat the Rockets. I I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to the Suns, especially if everyone's healthy. But I think they'll win. I think uh, Jokic will have a good game then. Uh, depends. Utah. That might just be one fluke game, kind of like the Pelicans or something like that. And against Sacramento, I feel like both Sacramento and uh, Denver, nobody's going to play. Fox isn't going to play. Sabonis is going to play. Jokic isn't going to play. So I don't think that game is going to matter really at that point. But So I don't know who's going to win that one. But I have them going 4-2. I can see them losing 
I can see them losing to the Suns tonight. Sacramento in the last game. There's a chance they lose to the Warriors and also against the Suns in that other game. So one other thing I wanted to mention is like the rotation for the Nuggets, like how it's been going. Um, I really hated like those trade deadline trades that they made in for Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson. I thought that was going to help them so much. But those those trades could actually be super detrimental to the team. I mean, like Reggie Jackson has been horrible. He can't he his shooting percentage. I don't even want to know. It's been horrible. He can't facilitate the 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 second unit. Thomas Bryant already also fell out of the rotation. He's been bad. He had a chance to claim that backup spot with Zeke Naji being out for over a month, and he just never could because. For some reason, after being really good with the Lakers all year, he comes to Denver and just stinks it up. So that really sucks for them. They don't have a solidified backup point guard that can give them solid minutes now. And Zeke Naji, I don't not obviously not the most trustworthy backup center in the whole league. So they don't have like the best backup center for the best center in the league. So I mean, yeah, that's what I don't like about that. That I think could really come back to bite them um, come playoff time, but. Overall, I have high hopes for Jamal Murray in the playoffs. I think Jokic is going to do his thing. Although he really needs to just step up his defense a little bit if they want to make it far. I feel like if there's one reason why they're going to lose is because it's because teams are going to take advantage of his defense. Him in the pick and roll, he literally can't guard the pick and roll. If you switch him onto any guard, if you switch him onto Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Paul George, anybody, if you switch him onto them, it's he's food. So I mean like that that's also I think it's going to be huge for them. So I want to hear your takes on the Nuggets rotation and their players and everything. Yeah, obviously the rotation's been super inconsistent in terms of how good they play. Um, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, um, they've really been the only bright spots for the Nuggets uh, bench. And yeah, come playoff time, like really all you can hope is for if. Thomas Bryan plays. Um, Reggie is probably not going to play at all during the playoffs. But you just hope that if they ever do touch the floor, that they at least play decent. And yeah, like you said, the the trade deadline really did not go well for the Nuggets. And um, yeah, I think Jokic is definitely going to step up defensive-wise just because, um, I mean, it's a playoffs who wouldn't. And Jamal, if we can just get at least, like, 80% of Bubble Murray, I think that they can go really far. Okay, so now I, what I want to hear, put every single Nuggets bias, I'll put mine away, you put yours away, put it all out the window. Denver Nuggets, and, and answer this legitly, contenders or pretenders? They're contenders because I, I haven't seen uh, that many losses uh, against uh, you know teams that uh, make them a pretender, there, um, JJ Redick said it like there's so many teams in the Western Conference that are are worthy and can take the Western uh, Conference. So uh, with no bias, they they are contenders. Um, putting my bias away, I'm gonna have to take the opposite side. I think that I I really want them to go far, but I think that they're pretenders. I I don't know why. I've had a feeling ever since they've, like, gained a real good grasp of that one seed that they're just the Phoenix Suns from last year. Like, they're, like, almost the same team. I mean, the Suns, they won, like, 60 games last year. We all know what happened. The Luka special in the second round. They didn't even make it to the Western Conference Finals. So let's th- let's do some theoreticals here. 
potential matchups. Let's see. They let's let's assume they they keep the one seed. Potential matchups. Um, the Lakers could jump to that eight seed depending on how the play-in results. OKC, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, maybe the Warriors if they drop, and maybe the Mavericks if they get back in. Um, I think they'll be every single one of those teams, but I think there's teams that can take advantage of those weaknesses. Like the Lakers, they're all, they're obviously scary. I mean, you never know with the Lakers. Like I don't really know about that 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 too much. If the Mavericks find a way to sneak in after their horrible post Kyrie trade season, if they somehow find a way, man, Luca Luca's gonna feed. I feel like the Mavericks always have the Nuggets number. Like in the past couple of years, every time they've like played in the regular season, I feel like they've always had their number. But and then let's say the second round. Let's say they make it out the first round. Second round, they play against the four or the five seed. Potential four or five seeds, Suns, Clippers, Warriors. Those are probably most likely top three that are going to be either the four or five seed that's going to move on. The Phoenix Suns, I really don't have confidence in them being the Phoenix Suns. If Kevin Durant's on his game, if um, Devin Booker is playing like he is right now, I just don't have confidence in that. Against the Clippers, I think they have, out of those three teams, the best chance to beat the Clippers um, because the Clippers don't have as much, like they don't really have... Yeah, they have Zubats, but I think Jokic can definitely feast against that Clippers defense. Um, I think uh, we've seen in the regular season this year that the Nuggets are definitely an overall better team than the Clippers. The Warriors is the team the Nuggets don't want to face, man. We saw what happened last year. Yes, there was no Jamal. Yes, there was no MPJ. But it was just players getting put into position, you know. Um, Obviously, the Warriors took advantage of the big weakness, the pick-and-roll defense. Um... Jordan Poole emerged because of that. Stephen Curry played extremely good even coming off the bench because of that. Yes, the Nuggets are going to have more now, but I, I just don't think they want to see those teams. And then if they do make it past in in the Western Conference Finals, who knows? Maybe they're going against the Grizzlies. Maybe they're going against the Suns, one of those teams. I don't know, man. I feel like if they can make it to the Western Conference Finals, then they have a good shot. But I think they got to make it past those, like, tough teams the suns the clippers the warriors i think they got to make it past them and i don't know about that man yeah the west definitely has more tough teams than uh the the eastern conference and i i get where you're coming from but for example like i don't agree with the comparison with like the suns last year i think the suns were more of a cocky and like not likable first seed not comparing the the nuggets well yet they have Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But, uh, the, you know, the Nuggets, I think, while they have taken a little bit of a backseat uh, while being the number one seed, uh, I think the Nuggets really understand the intensity of the playoffs. For example, like a guy like Aaron Gordon, who all of his career was with such a bad team in the Orlando Magic. Uh, you know, obviously, the past two years against the Suns and the Warriors, uh, he, he played in, you know... Not the best situation because Jamal in the uh, last year was not uh, available. So I think by having Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. this year is going to be very uh, important to them. And yeah, and those three teams, you said the Clippers, Grizzlies, and Warriors. I think the Clippers are the only uh, opponent that I would see like as somewhat of a guarantee to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I Warriors are definitely you know, a team. Uh, the Warriors are the number one team, if not, or number one or two team you don't want to see uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, the Grizzlies, we can definitely beat them. I agree. But, yeah. Yeah, I think 
the Suns and the Warriors are like one and two that the Nuggets don't want to see. I honestly, even if even with the Warriors struggling, even if the Warriors end up as like the six, seven, maybe the five seed, even if they end up, I don't think they want to see them. Not because the Warriors necessarily have the overall better team, but they the Warriors match up so good against the Nuggets, and the Nuggets match up so poorly against the Warriors because Draymond Green is like the perfect player to guard Jokic. Like we all saw, Draymond Green really held Jokic in check in the last year's playoffs. Um, nobody can guard Steph Curry on the Nuggets. No, nobody can guard Steph Curry. If Jordan Poole does half of what he did last year, that's good. Uh, they have Gary Payton back for defensive purposes for Jamal Murray. They, it, it's just bad matchups. You have Wiggins, who, who if he comes back, per se, um, guarding MPJ. Um, it's just uh, Looney on Aaron Gordon. I mean, it's just bad matchups. I mean, seriously, as much as, like, yeah, the Nuggets have definitely been a better team this season than the Warriors, it's just bad matchups. Same goes with the Suns. As much as Chris Paul has regressed, and as much I don't like his play style and everything, he he's still all well known for his pick and roll game, coming off, getting to that spot on the on the elbow, and just hitting that pull up every single time. Devin Booker, I mean, yes, we we brought in those defenders and Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell Pope, but do I trust them enough to completely lock down a guy like like Devin Booker not choking? Let's say they face Luka Doncic in the first round. Let's say they have to guard LeBron, Steph Curry, playoff Steph Curry, who's locked in. I don't know, man. I, that That's where my pretender takes come from. Although, if they can make it past the second round, I can easily see them ma- making it to the NBA Finals. Overall, uh, the Warriors' home court advantage that they had last year uh, really affected the uh, Nuggets. Uh, so I think the Nuggets, uh, if they do match up against the Warriors at any point, they will have... Uh, a better chance because they will have home court advantage and a better roster. All right, so next team I want to talk about is the Memphis Grizzlies, the number two seed right now in the Western Conference. They've been pretty hot recently. Um, they beat the Warriors. They beat the Mavericks. They won two two straight against the Rockets. They beat the Hawks, the Magic, and then they just lost finally to the Clippers uh, two nights ago. So, um the Grizzlies, they've been catching fire. This is honestly, like, some of the best basketball I've seen them play, like, all throughout, like, the time, like, last year and this year that they've been, like, a, a really good team in the Western Conference. So it's kind of starting to, like, make me think, like, okay, these guys may might be good. But I just want – let me know. Do you think they're contenders or pretenders? Um, I think they're pretenders, but they could go to the Western Conference Finals, in my opinion with how good they're playing, because really, even though the whole year I thought that they were kind of a weirdly good team, I think it's just mainly been their chemistry that uh, has really carried them. Uh, if you, They're a great team scoring in the paint, especially with Jaw, you know, uh, you know, he can finish with some crazy layups. And even if you take away the paint, they still have some great shooters like um, uh, uh, Luke Kennard and uh, Bain, so yeah. Yeah, and I think they can make it. And another underrated thing, yeah. I was I was hearing uh, some talks about like possible like dark not dark horse MVP candidates, but like somebody who could get like a fourth or fifth place vote. And I heard people talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. And at first thought I was like, what the hell? And then I realized it's like, okay, this is actually like this could be decent. The Memphis Grizzlies are the two seed. John Morant was out for a good chunk of the season. John Morant, or sorry, excuse me, Jaron Jackson Jr. missed the first part of the season. Jaron Jackson Jr. is having the best year of his career. He's the leading candidate for defensive player of the year. He's averaging three blocks per game. 
He's averaging a double-double, and Jaron Jackson is just such a good presence all around on the team. He He's really been the best player on the team this season. I mean, ja, Jaron Jackson Jr. has really pushed this team forward and helped them continue to be good throughout Jaw's absence, uh, throughout his suspension and all that. So, Jaron Jackson Jr. has really helped accelerate the game for them. Uh, the addition of Luke Kennard has been great. He had that 10 three-pointer game. Obviously, he's great sh- a great shooter. Um I also like uh, Tyus Jones when he had to step in for John Morant. I think Tyus Jones is the better point guard than John Morant. Obviously, John Morant's a better player, but I think he's a better point guard in terms of facilitating the game, and he fits more into the scheme of how the Grizzlies run things because he always puts up good numbers and always seems to know exactly what he's doing every time he's out there with the starters. So, uh, Steven Adams, hopefully he'll come back for them. He's been out for a long time now, but hopefully he'll be back for them come playoff time. I, I think he will. But um, I think they have overall, yeah, a really good team. I think it's just their youth that can't take them that much far, a bit of their cockiness. Um, and that's the thing. Uh, John Morant's, I, I'll, 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 I'll live on this forever um, unless he takes, like, a huge next step, like, in his maturity, in his game, in his overall leadership, everything. I think that he can't lead this Grizzlies team to a championship, like, at all. What are you, what, what are you laughing about? What, bro? Bro, <laughs> What? I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were laughing at me. No. Oh. Okay, where was no. it? So, yeah, I think John Morant can't lead this team, like, past, like, the second round. Like, maybe they could get to the Western Conference Finals, but there's no way I see them coming out the West. I have f- four other teams that I have over them. I mean, and to end their season, they have another game against the Clippers right now. They play against Chicago. Uh, Portland should be an automatic win. They play against the Pelicans, the Bucks, and the Thunder. So their last three games are actually pretty tough against New Orleans, Milwaukee, and OKC. So um, obviously they still have a chance to get that one seed. I doubt it's going to happen, though, and I don't think they care too much for it because um, seven seed, eight seed will probably be one of those teams, Lakers, OKC, Minnesota, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, like you said, they probably won't come out of the West um, but they, I think if they add more, a little bit more vets, you know, really their only vets are like Luke Kennard and Steven Adams. But yeah, I, I could definitely see um, them getting like decently far. And, and Jaw, like you said, um, Tyrese Jones, he's definitely a better like overall point guard, but Jaw's definitely, you know, kind of like their energizer bunny. I think if Jaron Jackson Jr. performs like how he's been in the regular season, I could definitely see them pulling off an upset against a team like the Suns, the Nuggets, something like that. If he continues to excel, obviously he's one of the, if not the best defenders in the league. If he has to get a guard, say, Nikola Jokic or DeMontis Sabonis in a playoff series I can really see that having a big impact on who wins that series so I think Jaron Jackson is going to be the x-factor for the Grizzlies in their playoff push but it's going to come down to John Morant like how he performs as obviously the number one guy on the team during the playoff push so uh moving on from Memphis next team I want to talk about clap it up man the Sacramento Kings are going to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years, 2006 was the last time Mike Bibby was their point guard. I wasn't alive. I don't know if you were alive. D- dude, that's insane. Uh, good for Sacramento, man. They got some of the most loyal fans, bro. Uh, one clip I want to bring up. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember after the Kings won a summer league game 
those guys that came out and said, we're getting 40 wins this season. We're getting 40 wins. Well, the Kings are 46 and 30. They are the third seed in the Western Conference. And just a couple nights ago, they clinched a playoff berth. Man, Sacramento is going crazy right now. I'm happy for them and well-deserved. I mean, they have a squad, man. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, obviously, first-time All-Star. He's taken a huge leap in his game. DeMontis Sabonis, obviously, he was already an All-Star with Indiana, but he came over and fitted and fits perfectly with uh, De'Aaron Fox. Them two, they're a great duo. They got pieces all around. Harrison Barnes has been playing good. Trey Lyles has been playing good. Malik Monk off the bench. Kevin Herter was a great addition for them. They're, they just have a lot of chemistry. They have a good overall team all around, so... I really like them. The only thing is, so many people are writing them off, kind of including me, because obviously, like, they have, they don't have that playoff experience. They haven't been there in forever. Everyone thinks, oh, first or second round exits. Um, Darren Fox, no playoff experience. Sabonis, no playoff experience. The veteran leadership on that team isn't the highest. Um, and then obviously, also, they're really a bad defensive team. Literally, they they are just like like the Warriors. Like, this year they are like go 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 we're gonna score 140 points and we're gonna pray that the other team scores less and hey it's worked and i mean that's mike brown's game plan so i also want to shout out mike brown former warriors assistant coach literally this is some of the best one of the best coaching jobs i've seen in uh past years first year head coach coming to a franchise the most the worst franchise in the nba for the past 15 or so years completely flipping it around um uh, completely flipping it around, taking them to the playoffs, and I just know that they are hungry to win a series. So, uh, it's looking likely that, un- un- barring some crazy circumstance, they're going to be the three seed. They're five games ahead of the Suns, two games behind the Grizzlies. It's like pretty much certain they're going to be the three seed. The six seed is kind of still up for grabs. Uh, the Warriors right now are the sixth seed at 40 and 37, but the Pelicans are a game behind them. The Timberwolves are a game behind them. The Lakers are a game and a half. The Timberwolves and the Lakers play tonight, and then the winner will inch closer to the Warriors for the sixth seed. Uh, the Clippers, they're the fifth seed. They could drop. Let's say they start losing. They don't have Paul George. The Warriors start winning some games. The Suns could still drop. But it's looking likely that a Warriors-Kings first-round matchup might actually happen. The Battle of the Bay. That would be pretty insane. Uh, before I go, I want to hear your thoughts on what you think about the Kings in general, how they match up, let's say if they do face Golden State, and what you think are the best and the worst matchups for them come playoff time. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, I was only a couple months old when uh, the last time they were in the playoffs. Yeah, so, crazy. yeah, um, I think that I would love to see a Warriors Kings matchup, even though I. My number one matchup would I would love to see would be the Grizzlies and the Warriors, but um, yeah, uh, the Kings do don't match up that great against the Warriors just because, like you said, they're one of the worst teams defensively. And obviously, we know that the Warriors have the Splash Bros. So uh, yeah, but even then, like they're what ninety miles apart. Like both arenas are going to be filled like fifty fifty with Warriors and Kings fans. So. Yeah, I th- but they're both still great offensive teams. Both have great chemistry together. So, yeah, I would love to see that matchup. The thing with that matchup is I confidently have the Warriors winning, not just as a Warriors fan, but because I, they, just like kind of with the Nuggets, they match up perfectly. 
One, the Warriors are literally the most experienced team in the whole league come playoff time. That And that is the number one reason why no matter how bad they are, no matter what seed they are, you can never count them out because they've won four chips with their core three of Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Um, the Kings have absolutely nothing. Uh, the travel, I heard Draymond Green talk on his podcast. The big reason he wants to face the Kings is because the travel, it's like a 45-minute bus ride. As you mentioned, the arenas are probably going to be 50-50. It, it's going to be like an extremely even series. I think Sabonis is sort of the same as Jokic defensively. Uh, Sabonis is definitely a better interior defender in terms of like shot blocking and uh, contesting around the rim. But just like what they did, the Warriors did to the Nuggets last year, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to run pick and roll. They're going to get Sabonis on Curry or Poole or somebody, and they're just going to cook them. The Warriors have such a good game plan. While I think, yes, the Kings will have an advantage in terms of Mike Brown being the coach. He literally knows every single Warrior scheme for being the assistant coach for the past like eight years. He literally knows all that about them. I think the Warriors have the clear advantage in them. Tell me right now who's going to guard Steph Curry. Man, I would personally, I would put De'Aaron on. Personally. Oh, and and how do you think that's gonna go? Exactly. Yep. You don't even need to say anything. So yeah, they have Steph Curry who's gonna I cook. Say, so they have Steph Curry's gonna cook. I trust Draymond Green to guard Sabonis. I trust Dante Divincenzo to play solid defense on um, De'Aaron Fox. I wouldn't be surprised if Wiggins comes back. Maybe they switch Wiggins onto them. But as long as they don't like let Kevin Herter cook. Harrison Barnes, former Warrior. I don't think he's a threat with our defense, with our lineup. Um, Trey Lyles, he's not a threat. I think the Warriors, although, yeah, they've had their bench struggles, they definitely, I think, as of right now, have a better bench with the addition of Gary Payton, obviously Jordan Poole. I think a lot of the Warriors will depend on Jordan Poole if he'll be able to be that really good six man because he was a huge piece for the Warriors championship team last year, obviously. Uh, he's... Uh, Slowed it down a little bit this year, but you never know what, to, what he's going to sh- do in the playoffs. But I think the Kings are a horrible matchup. I think even though they'll have home credit advantage, I, I confidently have the Warriors winning in five or six against Sacramento. Yeah, I think I kind of I kind of disagree with it. I think it would go seven games. I think you are like underestimating them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do agree that, yes, Name they, one you know, they have the zero. Are better than the Warriors. No, let me finish. But yes, the Kings do have all zero playoff experience. But you never know, man. Like, uh, I think if you were to compare like this series to last year's series with the Nuggets, it just does, doesn't compare that much, just because the Nuggets were the sixth seed, um, not nearly as good as the Warriors. Um, but we'll see if Wiggins comes back. I, I trust that like Gary Payton will play well. Uh, you know, because you also have to really think about you know the role players in this. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd say this series goes to seven. I don't see it going Either to seven, way. bro. You couldn't even answer my question. Who's going to guard seven? You couldn't answer my question about where the Kings are better. They have the same thing. I told you who would Now I told you who would guard seven. I told you. The Kings aren't better anywhere. I trust Kavon Looney to guard Sabonis, and he's not even going to be guarding him. It's going to be Draymond Green. We excel everywhere. Kavon Looney is, is a better or around similar rebounder as uh, Sabonis. Um, our bench is a little bit better. Yes, they have Keegan Murray, Malik Monk coming off the bench, but Gary Payton's going to be guarding either... It's either going to be one of Gary Payton or Dante DiVincenzo 
on De'Aaron Fox, and then the other on Malik Monk off the bench. Um, yes, the Kings, obviously, obviously, I, I the Kings are going to win a game. We are not going to sweep them. The Kings match up really bad, though. Yeah, they have the same, like, offense where they, like, it's just go, go, go. They, like, want to score. They have that uh, fast-paced offense and everything. But, man, you, you, you say don't underestimate the Kings. You're underestimating the Warriors, bro. This is not some, like, random team who's come to play. Bro, did you not watch Steph Curry in last year's playoffs? I have 100. I will put my life savings that this man is going to have the same playoff run as last year. I don't care. Steph Curry is the best player in the world, bro. He is not going to... Uh, He's not going to go away when the lights are too bright against the Sacramento Kings, who's been in the playoffs for the first 17 years. It's not going to happen. I, I can confidently say the Warriors are going to beat the Kings, even if the Kings have home court advantage. And yes, I see some parts of your argument. And the Kings, I'm not going to doubt them at all. As much as I want them to see when, them win a playoff series, not against the Warriors, I don't think, they, they, I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors at all. Okay. Okay, next team I want to talk about is... Oh, wait, let me pull up their schedule again real quick. Suns. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, next team I would like to talk about is the Phoenix Suns. Um, Kevin Durant just came back from his injury a couple nights against the Timberwolves. Didn't play good at all in his home debut, but Devin Booker still carried the load. Um... The Suns are interesting this year. We haven't seen much of them with Durant, but when they are together, it seems to work very good, and it seems to live up to expectations, how Kevin Durant fits on that team. Um, I really like what I've seen from the role players, which is kind of what I doubted from them in terms of like what, who's, who's going to be coming off their bench and all that, like after trading away Jay Crowder, uh, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. But I think, obviously, I think they have... NBA champion potential. How can you not have NBA champion potential when you have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant as your duo on your team? You can't. So, we you can agree that they're contenders, not pretenders. Yes? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, not saying they're the number one contender in the league. But you can't count out that team. Let's say they stay the four seed. They're going to play against either the Clippers, the Warriors maybe somehow like the Timberwolves or something, but either the Clippers or the Warriors in the first round, uh, the five seed. What do you think both of those series would look like if like both against the Clippers and the Warriors? Do you think the Suns can win both of them? Do you think they will win both of them? What do you think? I think they could definitely win against the Clippers just because I think overall the Clippers are kind of in a weird spot. Um, they would really need Russell to step up. Paul George. With Paul I just George. want to come in and say that. Paul George might not be healthy for the first round, so that would kill them. Yeah. Um, uh, a Warriors matchup would be so with uh, I need that, bro. the Suns. The Warriors don't, or not the Warriors, the Suns just don't have depth, man. They don't really have that good depth. And it's like their number one weakness, and I think it's a weakness that. Mm-hmm. Is probably one of the worst. Uh, yeah, um, I think they'll make it out the first round. Uh, I think they'll play against the Clippers. I feel like I feel like what the standings are right now will hold one through six: Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors. I feel like it'll hold like that. The most I could see is uh, Warriors moving up, or maybe Suns moving back, or Clippers moving back. The four, five, six—that is most likely to change. Or even somehow, like, the Timberwolves or Pelicans jump into the sixth seed, Lakers maybe. 
something like that. But I think the Suns will beat the Clippers, especially if Paul George isn't back. Um, they beat them in five games in the Western Conference Finals when they played 2021. Uh, the teams aren't too different, except the Suns have Kevin Durant now, so that helps. Except Chris Paul is on a decline. Chris Paul sucks now, dude. If you watch the games, he is not even close to what he is. He misses all these shots, stupid turnovers. He, he's a foul baiter. Nobody likes him. He's not even close to what he was not even two years ago, which is horrible. Against the Warriors, I think that's the one matchup the Warriors don't want in the first round, the Suns. They, they would like to play the Kings. They would like to play the Grizzlies. They'd like to play the Clippers. I don't think that they would want to play the Suns. I think that's the one matchup that they would not want to go. Without Andrew Wiggins, that would be a really tough series for the Warriors to win. Because Andrew Wiggins would be the guy to guard Kevin Durant. If they don't, if Wiggins doesn't come back and they have to play the Suns in the first round, that drops my confidence in them a lot. Yes, Steph Curry can still go off and do his thing. They don't have a Macau Bridges or anyone like that to guard him. Josh Kogi is probably the best they have, and Steph Curry is definitely going to cook Josh Okogie. Um DeAndre Ayton is, has been playing the best, and Devin Booker obviously chokes in some big scenarios. We've seen that in the finals uh, against the Mavericks last year in the second round. So, But I think that game, that series will probably go to seven, Suns versus Warriors. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant against his old team. That would be insane to see, but the Suns are interesting. I think... I think they can beat every single team in the West, but I don't think there's, like, a single team one through six that I have, like, 100% confidence in them beating. They're, they're a weird team. Do you agree? Like, they're kind of, like, weird to rank right now, like, in terms of, like, how far they go. Yeah, they kind of are a weird team just because, like, of how little KD's yeah, play. Yeah. But at the same time, like I said, they have not great depth, but Kevin Durant, at this point of his career, he's super injury-prone. So you can't, like, 100% rely on him being healthy every game. And even though, yeah, he probably will play every game, like, eventually he might have an injury that he just can't mm-hmm. play through. Okay, next team I want to talk about for a little bit is the New Orleans Pelicans, who actually have been playing really good as of recently. Um, they seem to be trending upwards, Zion Williamson nearing his return. I have a feeling he'll play, like, a ramp-up game or two. Um, before the playoffs or the play-in, if the Pelicans stay there. But um, Brandon Ingram has really been stepping up. I've been really impressed with him. He's been having some really good games the past couple, past couple, uh, past couple days or so. Um, obviously, that loss to the Warriors was horrible. They choked a twenty-point halftime lead, but then they went into Denver and, albeit without Jokic, they went in and they really performed well and they really. Uh, played a good game and beat Denver. They beat the Clippers by 20 also last Saturday. I mean, and they kind of have a tough... Yeah, they have a really tough schedule coming up. They have five games left this season. They play against the Clippers, the Kings, the Grizzlies, the Knicks, and the and the Timberwolves. But four, four, four of those games are at home, and only one of them is on the road. So they have five games left. Clippers, Kings, Grizzlies, Knicks, Pelicans. So... Clippers, I think they're going to beat the Clippers. The Clippers, without Paul George, they've been kind of struggling, and I, Pelicans are kind of on a roll now. I think they'll win that game at home. Against the Kings, depending on who plays, I think they... I, I would say they'll lose that one. Against the against the Grizzlies at home, I'd say that's like a 50-50, but I'll, I'll say a loss for them. 
And then as of then, as of then, that puts them at one and two with two games left. And at that point, who knows where they'll be? They could be the seventh seed. They could be the eleven seed with how crazy the Western Conference is, right? So if they do lose yeah. those games to two really good teams in the Kings and the Grizzlies, they have to beat the Knicks and the Timberwolves. That Timberwolves game in the on the last game of the year, Pelicans versus Timberwolves, that could change the standings a lot, like a lot. So the Pelicans have some really important games coming up. I think they've been. I think they have what it takes to definitely make it to the playoffs. Like, I mean, assuming let's say they stay in the play-in, I I think they'll. I think they could definitely make it out of the play-in. Yeah, there's some tough teams like the Lakers, the OKC, Minnesota's been playing pretty good recently. Um, I think it's all gonna come down to Zion. To be honest, he has. I mean, obviously they're the number one seed. He got hurt, and now look where they are. So I think he has a huge impact on this team. Whether he comes back. Uh, perfectly fine or what so let me know what do you what do you think the pelicans rest of season outlook is yeah i think that it does uh i think zion is gonna play a big part in this uh if he comes back to you know i'd say like 70 percent of what he was and what he needs to be i think that they can be pretty decent uh but at the end of the day i think at best they'll be a play-in team and i don't really think that they'll Play that well if they do make the playoffs, but um, I, I'm not super happy. Yeah, I mean, Valanchunas, he's been playing pretty decent. Trey Murphy has been playing uh, really good for them, um, but they, they just don't have like the best team. Like CJ McCollum, he hasn't been playing that good recently, honestly. Like, like really, I, and CJ McCollum, I don't really know how much I trust him playoff time. Like, if the Pelicans make it as the seven or the eight seed or whatever, let's say they are the eighth seed, they play against the Nuggets. They're going to get swept or lose in five. I can confidently say that. If they're the seven seed, play the Grizzlies. I can see it going to max six. But they are not making out the first round unless Zion comes back and becomes Jesus himself. So I don't really have too much on the Pelicans. They're kind of a strange team. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they don't make it out the plane. Let's say let's say they end up the eight seed. They Let's say the Timberwolves are the seven seed or the Lakers are the seven seed. I don't think they beat either of those teams in the play-in game. And then they have to play OKC. Dallas, maybe the Lakers, whoever, in the game that decides the A seed. I don't know. I don't have too much faith in them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. So, yeah. Uh, next team I want to talk about is the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have actually been on a roll lately. Uh, they won a bunch of huge games. They won that painful game against the Warriors. That was horrible. Um, they won some other big games. Uh, they lost to the Suns the other night, however. And Nas Reed suffered a broken wrist and he's now out for probably the rest of the season and he has had his best season of his career he's been playing super good he's like amazing as a backup big one of the best backup bigs in the league so i mean yes they're fully healthy now we're, we're starting to see that maybe all those people that said that uh cat and gobert duo like is starting to work a little better the way that cat can like space the floor but I don't really have high hopes for them. I mean, if they rematch against the Grizzlies, like they uh, like last year, and Anthony Edwards is like playing at a superstar level like he has been for a lot of this season, Carl Anthony Towns is back to playing his form. Rudy Gobert does a good job against like Jaron Jackson in the paint. I wouldn't be surprised for like a crazy upset there. So I mean, the Timberwolves very interesting team, and I think they're ready to take that next step next season for sure. Yeah, I think that 
I, I was a very big hater of the uh, oh, Rudy yeah. Gobert trade. I still don't really like it no, that much. Does, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Anthony Edwards can definitely, if they were to play a team like the Grizzlies, could definitely uh, help them. Uh, maybe even take it a seven. I'd probably I say mean, six though. Would be, season, so, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but if they were to play like, for example, the Nuggets in the first round, I think the Nuggets could sweep them. I would. I wouldn't write really them off though, for sure. Wait. I mean, the Timberwolves kind of match up decent against the Nuggets. Although the Nuggets are definitely going to win that series. I wouldn't say... But I think playoff time, yeah. the Nuggets are just a yeah. lot No, they're, definitely. They're gonna, they would beat them, but... Do you think... Do you, where do you think they're going to end once the season ends? Like, let me let me pull up their schedule real quick, and I want to see who they play in their last couple games, because, well, right now, they're losing to the Lakers with one minute left in the fourth quarter, so let's assume this is a loss to the Lakers. They play the tanking Trailblazers. They're going to win that game. They play Brooklyn, they play San Antonio, which they should win, and they play, obviously, like I said earlier, the Pelicans in that last game. I think they just need to, they need to beat, I think they just need to beat the Trailblazers, they're going to beat the Spurs, and if they can win against the Pelicans, that would probably give them a huge advantage, probably have them as the seven seed, and then give them a way easier path to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think uh, the Wolves, uh, like you said, they'll probably be the... Um, Spurs and they, they'll probably drop this one tonight against the Lakers, and, uh, but also beat the Blazers. So yeah, I think you know you, yeah, you can't write them off, but they were to play Denver uh, with a little bit of bias. I think and they, they would just get straight swept. up don't move me come playoff time. That Cat and Gobert is not the duo that's gonna take you past. It's gonna be Anthony Edwards as, as if anybody and. I don't think he's quite ready to take that leap to be a top team like the Kings, the the Nuggets, the Grizzlies. I don't think he's ready to like take that. Next year, I think my hot take, my hot take is that Anthony Edwards is going to be all NBA next year and he's going to lead the Timberwolves past the first round. He's going to take an even bigger leap next season from what he did this year. That's my take. Anthony yeah. Edwards is a blooming star. Yeah, that, I that's see my it. take for them. So, next team I want to talk about is the hot topic right now: the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously, playing way better after their all their trade deadline moves. Moving on from Russell Westbrook, trading for Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, they've definitely picked it up. Uh, LeBron just came back. They they actually kind of held it down while LeBron was out, so that was pretty good of them. Anthony Davis has been staying fairly healthy recently. Dennis Schroeder's been playing good minutes, and then obviously Austin Reeves has really emerged as he's uh, taken over as the starting shooting guard for them, and he's really started to play good. Do you think the Lakers are... Okay, I'll ask you. It's, it, seem, it might seem crazy to say, but Los Angeles Lakers, contenders or pretenders? I mean, I wouldn't say either because they're not. I well, don't think they're good enough that to contend is right like, now. Can they but win the like, championship or can they not? Like at all? Like even if it's like a two percent chance, they, they're not so they're winning it like at all. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, if they had a better start to the season, like maybe they could be like a better seed right now. But so they did just beat Minnesota, so that really helps them. I'm pretty sure that moves them past them. It does. So the Lakers now are going to be the eighth seed, and the Timberwolves are going to be the ninth seed. I feel like the Lakers, I don't think they're going to move up to six. I think they're going to stay in the play-in. 
I think they'll make it out the plan for sure. If they're either the 7-8 seed and they play in that one game uh, where the winner takes a 7 seed, they're either going to play the Timberwolves or the Pelicans. I can definitely see them doing that. So my prediction is that the Lakers are going to be the 7 seed because I think that they're going to win that 7-8 game. So that would put them against the Grizzlies. Give me your take on a Lakers-Grizzlies series and a Lakers-Nuggets series. How do you think those would go? I think a Lakers-Grizzlies series would go probably five How do you think it would match games. up? Like, not like how many games or whatever. Like, how do you think okay. it matches up and how good do you think everyone's going to play? I think that maybe... I think the Lakers match up just a little bit better, even though... Memphis is a really good shooting team, uh, even when the paint when they can't score in the paint. But uh, the Lakers have a lot better um, playoff experience, and obviously you have LeBron James, who whether it be him, you know, playing well or being able to get other guys involved and you know elevating their game. I think uh, overall that the Grizzlies uh, would edge this one out. What I think for the Grizzlies series. I think what you're missing out is Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers have a huge advantage in Anthony Davis. Jaron Jackson Jr., let's say they play against the Pelicans. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to lock down Valanchunas and possibly Zion if he's back. The Timberwolves, Jaron Jackson's probably going to, as we saw last year, he's going to play pretty good against Cat and Gobert. Uh, the Thunder, who, who the hell is the Thunder center? Like, yeah, like exactly. Um, the Lakers, on the other hand, have a top three big man on their team when healthy and Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis can stay healthy for this series, I think the Lakers can push this to seven. Like we were like we were talking about earlier, the Grizzlies are pretenders. They're not going to go far. Are they going to be first on exits? Probably not. But the Lakers are not a team they want to see. Yes, I feel like John Morant would play really good in that series. But I think Anthony Davis, although being guarded by Jaron Jackson, I think he'd still feast. And then obviously LeBron James, he'd probably have Dylan Brooks guarding him, I'm, I'm guessing. And I think LeBron, I mean, who knows? It, I mean, we haven't seen LeBron in the playoffs since like that Sun series where they just kind of like stunk it up and lost to the Suns. But you never know with LeBron. I mean, obviously, yeah, he's older now, but just like with like the Warriors, like you just can't count the dude out. Although I think the Grizzlies could win this and I wouldn't be like shocked like crazy if the Lakers were to beat the Grizzlies. Now, for the Nuggets, I think that would be interesting because I have seen so much talk about, oh, the Lakers are beating the Nuggets in the first round. The 8 seed Lakers are beating the number 1 seed Nuggets. Lock it in. No, they are not, bruh. Hell no. Yeah, they can maybe push it to 6, but they are not going to win. Like, Like, seriously, I mean... The Nuggets are just such a better team overall. The Lakers are super inconsistent. They have all these guys who have really been like not playing all that good recently, like Malik Beasley, Troy Brown Jr. I mean, Dennis Schroeder's kind of inconsistent. I mean, like Jared Vanderbilt's not like the best scorer. I mean, yeah, they have some good matchups. I mean, Anthony Davis on Jokic, I mean, that would probably just be like even out in terms of like how good they would go against each other, like in terms of like their numbers and everything. Um, Jamal Murray has the advantage at point guard. Um, LeBron, I feel like, yeah, he'll put up his numbers, but he he's not going to be able to do enough to lead them to win the series. So I think the Nuggets will definitely beat the Lakers if they face off in a one versus eight series. 
Yeah, the Nuggets would definitely win in a five or six game series. Uh, they met. They don't match up well, but like the Nuggets have a better roster. They have maybe not a better roster, but they definitely would play better than the Lakers. And I think that most people would maybe think that the uh, Nuggets would like look down upon uh, the Lakers for being the eighth seed. But I think the Lakers would look down and have a bigger ego than the Nuggets right now. And they would be like, oh, yeah, we could definitely take them on. Because like not only is the media saying that we can, but uh, we also have LeBron. So I think that they would be in for a yeah, nuggets. I've seen so many takes about the Lakers making it, uh, beating the Nuggets, like making it far. These people need to shut up and stop riding the LA train, man. I mean, it, I'm serious. Like, it's getting it's getting unbelievable. Along with the Austin Reeves, all that stuff, the, the Pat Bev beef. Like, it, it's ridiculous, man. The Lakers aren't making it past the first round if they even make it out the play-in, bro. Like, we can't forget that the Lakers are an inconsistent team, and we for, can't forget who they really are. Like, everyone gets fooled when they win a game against, like, a decent team or something like that. Like, they all, everyone always gets fooled. And then they lose to a mediocre team, and which is, like, normal for them. And then everyone's like, oh, the Lakers suck, oh, whatever. Nah, the Lakers are not a good team, bro. They're, they're, not, they're not sniffing the second round. That, that's my, I can confidently say that. It, the only way they will is if Anthony Davis plays as, honestly, the number one option. And if LeBron James turns into his normal self-playoff LeBron. So... Yeah, a um, couple more teams in this episode for the Western Conference. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder is are super interesting. I can't tell if they're tanking or if they want to make the playoff. I, I can't tell, bro. They are the 10 seed right now. They are a game ahead of the Mavericks. They're half a game behind the Lakers, and they're a game behind the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. Who knows what's going to happen with them? Uh... SGA, I'm pretty sure he's dealing with the injury. I think he might return soon, but um, they they are so set up. I love the Thunder. They're set up so well for the future. Jalen Williams, J-Dub, is unbelievable, man. He has really just like hit a new level after the All-Star break. Like he's averaging like he's averaging like 20 points per game, like eight rebounds. Like he's really turning into like a who knows? Like who knows if he's gonna be an all-star next year or what like he's really elevating super quickly and that sam presti's i will another hot take i have sam presti is the best gm in the league no doubt about it the thunder are so good with draft picks so good they fleeced the hell out of the clippers in that paul george trade they fleeced the hell they they traded russell westbrook got so many pieces for that um like they they really good like this rebuild is going perfectly like i i don't think i don't see a better scenario in which the thunder's rebuild is going better but do i see them making it out of the play in i honestly don't think so i just think some of the teams in there are better like in terms of a one game like play in game like one game I think the Lakers will beat them. I think Minnesota could beat them. I definitely think New Orleans can beat them. Give me your take on the Thunder. Yeah, the Thunder, even though I really like Shy and Jalen Williams, I just don't think that's even close to enough to beat um, teams like the Timberwolves, the uh, the Lakers. So I think that really um, they're not going to make it out of the play-in, and even if they were to make it to the playoffs, they're – either the Grizzlies or the Nuggets, they would get swept. And, yeah, I don't disagree. Like, their future does look bright. 
but right now at this moment they just don't have enough to really um push uh like to make it yeah i mean push. they could even fall out of the plane i mean they're the 10 seed right now the mavericks win a couple games and boom the thunder are out especially if sga is out for a while but I honestly think they have, like, the best future for the next five years. Regardless of what happens, whether they're the 11th seed or the 7th seed come playoff time, I think this season is a massive W for the Thunder. They're going to get Chet Holmgren back next year. Josh Giddy is, like, already a veteran with his Jerry West, Bob Cousy-ass 1960s playstyle. Somehow he's dominating the league. Jalen Williams is literally turning into a star. SGA, obviously, he's, he, like, honestly, he's the MVP candidate. I mean, he's superstar. I mean... They are set up so nicely, man. I- I'm really excited to see what they can do down the stretch. So, last team I want to talk about is the Dallas Mavericks. By far the most embarrassing team post-trade deadline, post-All-Star break. Man, that Kyrie Irving trade just like went flipped everything for the Mavericks. They are the 11th seed. They are a game behind the Thunder for the 10th seed. And they are dropping games like flies. They lost to the Philadelphia 76ers last night. They lost two games in a row to the Charlotte Hornets. Fully healthy, man. That really, that those two games really told me that this is not going to work. I, I, have you seen all those clips of Luca talking about how he's depressed, how he hates this, all this? You've seen all those, all yeah. that in like his uh, press conferences and everything. Kyrie is just a killer, man. He did it with the Celtics. He did it with the Nets. He's doing it again. Like he just kills the vibe of these teams who have aspirations for a championship. Those Celtics with the up and coming Jason Tatum and up and coming Jalen Brown, they had such high hopes. And Kyrie Irving comes in, plays with them for two, three years, and betrays them. He goes, plays with his buddy KD. Everyone says, oh, the Nets are for sure winning the championship. They don't make it past the second round, and they get swept last year. Like, it's Kyrie Irving just kills him, man. I will always live by that. As talented as he is, and even though he's like a top five on-the-ball guy all time, he is just not the guy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays long-term just because he's, like, happier in Dallas in terms of, like, less pressure on him or whatever but shit i mean luca's gonna fucking leave before him so like it's unbelievable man one other thing i want to say about the mavericks jason kidd needs to be fired bro they're not going anywhere with jason kidd if you watch a mavericks game bro jason kidd is the worst ever mavericks get killed by big men they get killed in the paint every single game guess what jason kidd does Oh, let me put out uh, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Jalen Hardy, Josh Green, and Reggie Bullock. Like, he he has Christian Wood sitting on the bench in crunch time. He has JaVale McGee. He has Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba. It's horrible. Jason Kidd is horrible. I hope he gets fired, and I hope Luka demands Mark Cuban to fire him. Mark Cuban, you need to get your ass off Shark Tank and fix this roster because trading away Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith really hurt that team. Uh, Christian Wood probably is going to request a trade because why the hell would he want to play for a team that doesn't respect him? Maxi Kleba and Dwight Powell, as good as they were like the past couple years, they have been horrible defensively. They're a horrible defensive team. The only good thing going for them is that Kyrie might want to stay long-term and Jalen Hardy's being good. Other than that, nothing going for them. I Honestly, at this point, they should just tank. They have a top 10 protected pick through the Kristaps Porzingis trade. They could get, I don't know, say the 8th overall pick maybe. 
and then boom there's another piece they have like i don't know man mavericks are really intriguing to me i want to hear your takes on the maverick i haven't heard you say much about the mavericks i want to hear yeah so at first i did like uh like a retrade even though they did give up uh dinwiddie and uh finney smith um i think that they would be in a better spot if they didn't even do the trade at all um i think they'd be like at least um you know in the play-in right now and i think that i don't think he's gonna stay in um dallas i don't think he's any happier than uh luca at all um but yeah i think that they won't make it to the play on the play in this year and uh i have something to say about the play here in a little bit yeah i mean it's horrible man uh do you okay in the next two years, okay, let me put out a theoretical. The Mavericks don't even make the play in this year. They get a decent pick. They draft a decent guy. Their first round exits the next two years, but Kyrie stays. If you're Luka Doncic, what are you doing? You're requesting a trade for I sure. Agree. I agree. And it is so sad that literally Luka Doncic is the most is the best generational talent of the past five years. And you're just—he's just gonna say, "I'm getting my ass out of here." He doesn't want to play for Jason Kidd. He doesn't want to play with Kyrie, who's obviously a killer. They don't fit, man. They're both ball dominant guards who like to play ISO ball. And you can see how it's awkward when you watch the games. Like I was—I was watching. I think it was like a game a lot a while ago against like the Lakers. Uh, I watched a bit of the Hornets game. I watched a bit of the 76ers game. It's just awkward, man. Like cut. Like it feels like they like need to pass the ball to each other. Be just to like be nice or whatever. Like Luca's doing his thing, like direct directing traffic and everything, and Kyrie's just like standing there. And then Luca like doesn't get one, doesn't get a lane, and he like passes it to Kyrie. And it's just like iso ball, and then you don't even have any like shooters really anymore, except like maybe Reggie Bullock like once in a blue moon. But like, it's horrible, man. The Mavericks have nothing going for them. I want to see Luca request a trade. I want to see where he goes. And although Kyrie says he wants to stay long term. He also said he wants to stay long-term in Boston. That didn't happen. He also said he wants to stay long-term in Brooklyn. That didn't happen. And um, I think his ego, just like he had in Cleveland, being number two behind LeBron, I think it's going to catch up to him again, just like it did with KD, and I think he's going to leave. And Kyrie Irving, I don't know what's next for his career, but it's it's just really bad situation for the Dallas, man. What's yeah. your take on the plane? So... I think not a lot of people would disagree, but man, like, the play-in was cool for, like, the first year or two, but man, now that I really look at it, I hate that the seventh seed gets affected, because I think that if you're a seventh seed, you're good enough to not be affected and have to be a, a pulled into the play-in and possibly, you know, play one bad game and then two games, two bad games, and then get uh, kicked out. And I don't think that the 10th seed should be good enough to be given a chance to play in the playoffs and then just, like, get swept. Like, exactly. So I think that it really, yeah, it should just be a game uh, against the 8th and ninth seed. And I even talked to, uh, about this with my dad, and he just said, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably just for money. But even then, like, even if it's not for money, like, it's just such a waste of time. And just, like, it's worse for the fans. I just want to get to actual playoff basketball. Yeah, I, I agree with you partially. I mean, obviously, it's a cool element. Like you said, I liked it the first year. 
But yeah, it's kind of BS. If I remember correctly, last year when the Tim it was the Timberwolves versus Clippers for the eight seed, I'm pretty sure, or for the seven seed or something. Literally, the Clippers were by far a better team than all the other teams in the plane. Yet they didn't make the playoffs because Paul George got COVID. And obviously Kawhi Leonard, he was out the whole season with his torn ACL. So they're stuck with absolutely nobody. So they don't make out the plane. And then I'm pretty sure I remember, I think Charlotte was the 10 seed or something. And they played against like Atlanta, who was the 9 seed in last year. They lost by 40. Like what, what business does the Charlotte Hornets have being a 10 seed and fighting for a playoff spot? Like there's no point. If it were to be an 8 and 9, maybe a quick three-game series would make it better because I don't really like the idea of a one-game series to decide you're in the playoffs, you're out the playoffs. That's the reason why I think the plane is better. Like, you get two shots. Either you win, you're in for the 7-8 game, or you get two chances for the 9-10, or the loser of the 7-8 gets another chance. I, I kind of like the structure of it. But yeah, I agree. It, it, it's it's kind of dumb in, in some ways. So I, I can definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, like you said, like maybe it could be a three-game series, but even then, that would, like, that'd be time. like the same. Yeah, it would be the same amount of time as like it is right now, and it just like it takes more time for fans to watch you know, their favorite team play in playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with the plane. It, it's going to stick around most likely for a long time, but yeah, like I mean, I like it this year in the Western Conference because like. They're like playing. There deserves to be a play in this year with the Western Conference because there are so many teams that could be in the playoffs, and nobody has any clue who's going to be the seven or eight seed, or even the six seed, or even the five seed. Like nobody knows. In the Eastern Conference, it's kind. Of, it's kind of the same thing, but not really. You have the Bulls, who are the tenth seed. The Bulls have been horrible this year. I mean, you have the Raptors. The Raptors have been subpar as the ninth seed. Those two teams are going to play in the nine ten game. And then one of them is going to win, and one of them is going to play against the loser of the 7-8 seed with a chance to make the playoffs. The Raptors and the Bulls, bro, they are going to get swept by the Bucks if they the, if they get into the playoffs. Like, it's just stupid, man. Like, Matt, that, that, so that's where I see where you're coming from. Although, I like kind of the excitement of it. Like, as a, as a viewer, it's kind of nice. But, for example, if the Warriors... Well, the Warriors were in the play in a couple years ago, and that's where I really started to hate it because they lost to the Lakers... And then they lost to the Grizzlies. Like, they were the eight seed, and they didn't make the playoffs. So that, that kind of was where it started for me. But, for example, if the Warriors fall into play in this year, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how much I trust that team in a one-and-done one game situation. So that's where I think it's dumb. That's where I can definitely agree with you. Yeah, and I think, um, what was I going to say? I, I think I lost it. Um, yeah, I think... The when I see the seven and eighth team uh, play each other, that's like when it is exciting. But like when I watch the ninth and tenth seeds, like I really could care less. It's just not as exciting for me personally. But that's why I would say it should just be eighth and nine. Okay, one last thing for the Western Conference. I just want to ask. Obviously, the Trailblazers are out of playoff contention now. I'm just gonna say this right. I'm gonna get over with. Damian Lillard needs to leave this offseason. Like, no doubts. Like, 100%. Like, you cannot convince me otherwise. Why the hell would he stay there? Damian Lillard has preached so many times he wants to win a ring. He wants to go somewhere else. Yeah, he just stays loyal. Like, dude, nobody's going to be mad at you for leaving after being there for 10 plus years and not taking them past the Western Conference Finals. And, well, the only time they went, they got swept. Like, and Damian Lillard, the organization doesn't treat me good, doesn't treat him good. 
the best second option he's had is CJ McCollum, who has never been an All Star. I like, and then the past years he's had Jeremy Grant. Like that's not a playoff team. Jeremy Grant is your second option. Anthony Simons, who's still getting better, like Yusuf Nurkic. Like I don't know, man. Like it's just not. He needs to request a trade. He needs to request a trade. Do you agree with me on that? Yes, yes. I, I guarantee you, he's going to request a trade. I mean, they even asked him, like, "What do you think about like them rebuilding again this offseason?" So, like, he's not yeah. interested. Uh-huh. So, like, I guarantee you, exactly. He doesn't want to be a part of the rebuild, which is exactly what Portland needs to do. They have nothing going for them. They need to trade everybody. They need to rebuild. But Damian Lillard's holding that back because every single year that he stays with the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers think in their mind, oh, we have a superstar in Damian Lillard on our team. That means we might have a chance to contend. So they end up getting some pieces, getting a Jeremy Grant, all to be the 12th or 13th seed. It's not good at all. Portland needs to start over, man. And Damian Lillard, he needs to go. He needs to go to a top six team like that is in need of a guard. Like I, I don't I can't think of a team off my head. I don't even want to think where he could land, but he needs to get the hell out of Portland. And Portland fans cannot be mad if he leaves. That man has stayed there twice as long as he should should have. Yeah, and before the Nuggets traded for Aaron Gordon, I actually wanted them to trade for a Dame. I feel like maybe um Jokic, Jamal and Dame probably wouldn't have worked, but man, that definitely would have been something to see. Yeah. Who knows where he's going to land, but... um. All right, we want to thank you all for watching fifth episode of the Triple D's podcast. We'll be back with another episode soon. Let us know if you agree with our takes on some uh, Western Conference teams. David, you got anything to say before we head out? Uh, no, thank you. All right, we appreciate you all for watching, and we'll see you on the next episode.